watched in this uh, that I had done with this movie was I had to go in with zero expectations. Um, again, I also watched um, the featurettes and the behind the scenes about the movie and I read some of the stuff about the movie as well. Just so then that way I had some idea of what the movie was about without watching any of the clips. Um, Though there were videos on Facebook that highlighted a lot of the really bad shit, it was a lot of the bad shit without any context. So right. when it came, and what's funny is that's what sparked me to want to watch the movie anyways. It wasn't because like, oh my God, they're doing dirty things. I want to watch it. It wasn't that. It was, there's no explanation of how they got here. For real. There has to be a reason as to why they got here. And all you're focusing on is that part. You didn't focus on why did it get bad? How did anybody let it get bad? No one focused on that. You only focused on the bad part. That's it. So um, with that being said, um, a few things that stuck out to me in, uh, in the movie that I was like, wow, like there is a lot of things that people are really, like you wanted to focus on one thing, but you didn't even bother to focus on the entirety of things that were happening even behind the scenes in the movie. Mm -hmm. So for example, so for example, there was one scene where, uh, what, what was her name? Taylor, the big girl, I think was her name. Yasmin. Ja Yasmin, okay, sorry. There, I, there was a whole bunch of names floating around, I don't know. Anyways. I was like, it was something basic. Anyways, um, so, so um, Yasmin, you don't even know about this unless you're really paying attention to it, but she got kicked out of the group and replaced with Ami. And throughout the movie, you don't see her very often, but she was struggling with her weight. She was bulimic. She was bulimic. She was struggling with her weight. There is a scene where Ami catches her in the bathroom and she's yakking her life up. Mm -hmm. And then she's running back to class because she's trying to lose the weight. Um, you get, there, there. there's that. There's the whole idea of, I can be cool with you in public or I, in private, but I can't be cool with you in public. Yes, that, like, that so, was so when all, so, Granted, when Ami kind of went off the rails and like, no, we got to practice. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Like she was doing it. And then the other girls were like, no, we're going to, we're going to dip. Like we, this is too much. You're doing a little too much, but this is also after the fact that Ami took it upon herself to take the picture of her cooter and post it to Instagram. Again, she's 11. But again, where did she learn that from? Why did she think that was okay? Forgetting that she was a child 
not an adult, but she has no other adult that's going to pay attention to her to teach her the right way to do it. Well, I mean, so the right way to be to be a human being. Instead, it was just like a click. And mind you, it wasn't even her phone. So not only that, she there's the idea of being young and stealing and taking things that don't belong to you. There was that. And then also another unspoken thing that I don't think anybody really caught on to. But remember, it was her older brother's phone. Steals the phone, takes the picture, posts it to Instagram, throws him the phone. Anyone by any chance stop to think what was going to happen to the brother? Knowing good and well that it wasn't his phone in the time that Ami had it. And he doesn't even know what's happened on his phone. But everything that's happened on that phone uh, happened under his name. Yeah. That's just the lack of. Uh, Wait, no, it was under Amy. It, it was, but, okay, no, but I'm talking about. I'm talking on her profile, yes, but I'm talking about like you know, you're using somebody else's phone. That yeah. might be Amy's profile, but that's not her phone number. Oh right. Like I was thinking, I was thinking like deeper into the narrative. Like, what are the repercussions for her actions going to do for people outside of that? That was another thing that I don't think anybody really thought about either. Um. So there was that. There was the idea of, okay, running into boys who were like 14 and 15, and then you're lying about your age. And Ami was the only one that told the truth and said, we're 11. Like, there was that. Then there was the whole, oh, and the scene where they wet her down and they pray for her, and it damn near runs itself like an exorcism. But then she's like twerking and doing all these other movements. So I feel like, was it trying to, like, I don't know where that like parallel. So the way I, so the way that I kind of perceived it was demonic. No, that's not what it was, but it was impurities as to which she was trying to bury deep. Mm-hmm. And she knows that she was burying deep, so she was keeping it in her subconscious. And that was a way to expose what had been boiling to the surface and what had been slowly exposing itself as things that she's been learning without the help of her parents to help her grow or the help of responsible adults to help her differentiate what's appropriate for her age and what's not. And basically just it's all coming up to the surface. That's kind of how I took it. Uh, then again, I could be wrong. So if you're listening to this, please comment. Say, like, send us a message. Call in. We're always uh, like operators are standing by. Um, and so but, what happened to Amy's brother then? So like if he knows that the father's not there, what was he doing this whole time and not necessarily being so apparent? Oh, he was building the room for the second wife. Right, but he was like just in and out. Like he really wasn't like. Hey, yeah, he was. Okay, it was just, it's the same, but, it was, but it's the same because you have to remember the brother's older, so it's the same. It, 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 no, not the younger brother. The no, older brother. Oh, yeah, the teen or the young adult, teenage, whatever. How old? Yeah, yeah. yeah he's off. Like, he's off. He's off doing his own thing. You know, yeah. he's not. I don't know. I was saying, yeah, like, but, if you were, if you know, you have three younger siblings. 
right? And the father's not present. Wouldn't you want to like look after your siblings? But wouldn't that also? But see, in my in my thought process, the father is not there. So who is going to help provide for the family? Yeah. So that's what he was out there doing. That's that's my assumption. That's what I would be assuming. But then, okay. But then also, mind you, I'm also exposing a lot of, um, what's it called? Unanswered questions and that were in the movie. Do you know what I mean? I think those are those are those questions are being answered by our own thought processes, right? Yeah, because in this case, you would you would think that where was he? Is like, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of plot holes. Yeah, and it's and it's true, and those and it, it that addresses a lot of social issues that are going on that we typically uh, know or believe could be happening. Right? He's not in her life. These girls are doing all these things. Who's over? Who's watching them? Who's really? You know, these girls are doing half time to do all. Where is your mother? Exactly. Literally, yeah. that's literally all the questions all the time I was asking. Yeah. So, uh, so those are those are from those come from social issues that are not being addressed in the movie, but they're being filled in by you understanding what right, where audience. that comes from. Yeah, by the audience. And so, what? And then there, uh, like there were there were other scenes in there too that like kind of. Threw me back. Um, oh, after she takes the picture, she goes to school the next day, and the boy goes and slaps her on the ass, and she just turns around with a pencil and stabs him right in the hand. I, I was in my car watching this, just waiting, uh, like just waiting for a notification, and all of a sudden I hear, oh, and I went, oh, and I dropped my. <laughs> You're I, was not I wasn't prepared. She just turned around with a pencil and said, boom, done. I was like, wow, she just stabbed him in the hand. Like that was okay. And that's one and that's that's another thing, right? When you're at that age, um, you know, and in this case, my assumption is that she sent the picture or posted it and then these boys saw it. Yeah. Off the bat, they're assuming she's a slut or she's this or she's that. So it's okay. To slap her in the ass. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I just want to have like a little tidbit. Is that like, and I think we talked about this before, but there was like a, like a, a study done, I think, in Australia about like how like young boys, well, especially young boys, but young girls too, like their first like interaction with like the female body and like pornography and how and the, who they think these girls are and how they think they should be treated just because of what they saw, right? And right. not being thought of like, okay, you know, or expecting sex to be that way, right? So like, oh no, sex isn't like this, or like women, not women are like this, you know what I mean? Like you can't just treat somebody just from what you see, right? right. And so like, and even young girls' expectation of young boys who see that as what it should be, and then they, and then when they're, you know, when kids get together young and they shouldn't, and then they have these experiences, and then these girls are having to deal with all this extra nonsense because of what these boys who think that they're men, right? And they're gonna treat women to be lower than them, especially within sexual intercourse, and this is how it should be. So it reminds me of that little boy who was like, oh, well, aren't you a slut? Oh, okay, well, yeah. I'm gonna treat you like one. Like, boy, do you even know what? No, you know? Yeah. Well, kind of, it, oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. And that's kind of, I think that's kind of where, you know, it's. They're exposing that that 
That's that mentality doesn't just start when you're 15. It starts when you're 11, 12. There, you know, once you start going through your puberty, right? Once you start going through puberty, become attracted to other, you know, people. I think that's what kicks in. Your image, your what you look like, how you perceive yourself, what you do, um, and puberty might have have a big part in that. You know, I hit puberty at 11. You know, and I and yeah, you see the changes a lot. You start to get these hormones, and but that's kind of it addresses a lot of things. And I think we don't realize that puberty hits some people very young age and some later. But that's probably what this is. This these people, girls, and these 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 uh, men are going through that right now. Mm-hmm. That's why these guys, these boys, these little boys, are like. Okay, she sent a picture like that. I can slap her in the ass in public because it's okay. Yeah, no, and I just I it again like watching these things and just like thinking about the the difference in age as to when they're finding out about things compared to the age as to when I started finding out about things. But I also have to tell you, there is one thing that is different from us that is uh from them, and that is their access to information is far vast now at that age than it was for us at that age. We didn't have, we didn't have an iPhone to be like, Oh, let me just look this up. We didn't have, um, we barely had internet. (laughs) Yeah. Like we barely had internet, right? Like you was like, you was going to, you was going to, um, dollar, like literally anywhere you can get a magazine and do the research from that or you were going to the library and even if you were going to the library damn near that that internet was probably dial up still like listen everything that had to do with that movie i also feel feel was attributed to the power of access that they had to information compared to what we had so like okay the idea of oh the scene when they go to the river and homegirl picks up a condom mm-hmm. and it's like a used condom and she just was all like what the hell is this and goes that's our condom throw it away um and they're like and the first thing that comes out of her is like oh my god you got aids now the misinformation Wait. they had throughout this uh, movie right i'm like you got a whole ass cell phone but you couldn't look up how you get aids yeah we're talking about you know dick signs and us <laughs> How it's gonna reach your oh, throat well, he, or whatever oh, they're talking about? What, like, like oh, you're no. eleven. It's rape if they come in your mouth or something like that. Like, yeah, it was like or, it's rape. Yeah, it's rape if they come in. It come in your no. It was rape if they come in your like in your vagina, but it's not if they come in your mouth or something crazy. It was something stupid like that, and I'm like, first of all, the fact that you're even having this conversation. Number one, number two. You sent a child to go take a picture of another child's penis. <laughs> For real. Like what? And then the kid was even like, what are you? And then even the kid who was smart enough to be like, what are you doing, fucking pervert? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what are you doing? What the hell is wrong with you? Um, but no, like I'm thinking uh, like again, like just thinking about all the different parts of this movie. Um, I also think about how though there was so much naivety in the information that we as adults know to be mis- in- misinformation, 
the naivety was still very matched to what that age group is. Like in terms of the conversations they have, in terms of the content as to how they speak about the during the conversation, how the content is something that they don't know anything about. And they talk about it like they're so professional about it. And then when they go to have that conversation with somebody else, that's an adult or a little bit older, they're like, do you hear how stupid you sound? Like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like the, the adolescence was there and the innocence is typically supposed to be played as lighthearted and funny, um, even in real life. But this is the first time you actually see the innocence being played as dark and unassumed. Well, I think what, I think with this movie, um, the, see, po- it's, the positive you got thing about this movie is that it's it's probably the message that it's trying to send out is that these are 11 year old kids that are because of the exposure that they have to mainstream media that even you know you guys talking about that because i haven't like i haven't haven't seen the full movie but you're talking about the the you know the dick size we're talking about about sex condoms the girl throwing up because of her weight those are all issues that teenagers or adults have because of social media you know because mm-hmm. of what we see on television and now that they have access to this media and this information now at this age it it becomes a problem you know when it starts at an earlier age that later down the line becomes an even bigger problem and yeah i think that's what it's, it's telling us. it's it's exposing us to the reality of what some kids nowadays, what our kids will eventually go through be with all this information that's given to them. It's overly exposed to this information and, and, and it's just tons of you guys gotta be awake, be more aware, create a better relationship with your kids, you know, stop giving them access to things and, and spend time with your kids at the end of the day. That's really what it is, right? Yeah. Get to know your kids. Give your kids a, a platform to speak about their curiosities and, and right. stuff that my parents you know they never really talked to me about sex or anything but i did have a good relationship with my mom where i could tell about girls that i liked and my sisters and and you know stuff like that like i I wanted to be romantic and they knew about it and to them it was cute i could talk to them yeah some people don't get that some people don't get to talk about stuff like that or there's not a point for me to talk about and i think that's really what we gotta start doing is giving this young generation understanding the world that they're living in because they're they're learning a lot more even for us we even for us for our parents we were learning exponentially way faster than what they would know or understanding the world faster than what they did mm-hmm. even to this day you know yeah so, so it's just there's so much that i think we could take from this movie is that spend time with your kids there's you either raise your kids or the world's gonna do it for raise you them for you yeah yeah. So, so okay, sorry. I'm gonna make one real, one quick point, but I do want you, your brain exploded literally 30 seconds ago, and I saw it. And I was like, please hold on to that thought because I think I know where you're gonna go with it. And I want you to speak on it. But real quick, I I wanted to go back to that idea of you know not having that open relationship or having that open platform for your kids to speak because it was like that in our house too. Like nobody spoke to. I, I realize this too. Like, my, nobody spoke to Ashley about like having the sex talk. My mom didn't have the talk with her. Larry didn't have the talk with her. I don't think my grandparents had the talk with her. My grandpa had the talk with me, but it was different because he, at, like, Ashley's a girl. He's a 
he's a guy and he didn't feel comfortable and I don't think he had to talk with her either. Well, I mean, now you guys can have that conversation, but oh. it's either here or there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, um, grandma. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I actually remember how did, uh, I had the conversation with my sister mm. and my sister looked at me and goes, why are you talking to me about this? And I was like, because our parents are stupid and they should be having this conversation with you and something tells me you're sexually active. Mind you, she was a junior. So I knew because I too once used to be a junior and I knew how we thought as teenagers. So in my mind, I was all like, I'm not active. However, I know what the response to being active is. So if I'm looking at you and I'm having this conversation and the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, so um, you active and you look at me and you go, <laughs> I don't know what you, I was like, so that look tells me that you are, are you, be, are you protecting yourself? Like, are you, are you protecting yourself? Do you have your contraceptives? Are you on the pill? Like I'm asking all the questions that that I should that should be having, that I should not be having unless I'm having it with my own kids. To my sister who has not had this discussion with anybody except maybe at school, and then even then, like they don't they're not having the conversation with you about how to protect your emotions. Right. They're having the conversation with you of how to protect your body from diseases. They don't, they don't, they don't talk about the emotions behind uh, sex and sex education. They don't talk about the things that you can experience after the act has been, uh, you know, has been committed to. Like they don't, they don't talk about the before, the during, the after, and they don't talk about um, the fact that if you're in love with somebody and they are in love with you back, then you would, you know, obviously continue that relationship that way. Um, they also don't talk about, you know, that it's okay. It like it's okay to be a little more free with your sexuality as long as you are being safe and protected. And that it is okay to not love everybody that you have sex with, but not everybody is going to have that same response. They don't have that conversation. And so I had that conversation with my sister. And my sister looked at me and she goes, I don't know why you're having this conversation with me at all. And I said, because no one else is going to. And quite frankly, you of all people need to have it. She goes, did anyone have it with you? And I was like, no, I was smart enough to do my research and grandpa. So that's what it was. Like, And it was like, and grandpa taught me. So listen. No one's, no one else of this adult is gonna have this conversation with you because they're afraid of you. I don't know why you're a bitch to me. So. <laughs> like that's that, that's just the relationship between me and my sister. But that's that's what it was. And for some, I will also say, yeah, it might be inappropriate. But if you're an older sibling who won't necessarily say has taken on the parent role, but is taking on parental duties that should be done because the parents are already too little too late and at least i'd rather be like better late now than never rather than not at all then i'll take on that role to make sure that my siblings are protected mm -hmm. do you know what i mean so but anyways i digress sierra you you had a thought please tell me you didn't forget okay so it was actually completely different from what you were talking about but it, it was something that i remembered so you know how they're talking about like all of these like angles that the that you know when they're dancing, you know, yes. zooming in and let's go back to the videos that she was watching. 
right? Yes. Even strip strip club videos, music videos, where do they zoom in? Mm-hmm. Right? And I feel like every time they dance and they're trying to replicate these moves, it's like as if they're in their own little video. Yes. And so like- There it is. That's yes. was, oh my gosh, how could they do this? Ah. But it's like, no, like if you understand the storyline, they wanna be these women, they wanna be in the video, they wanna be these girls, right? They want to be these fully developed women. Okay, case in point, when um, Ami was uh, sitting in the hall and she's walking, watching her mom's friends walk back and forth, and they have big breasted and big booty. And they're like sitting here like they thick and juicy. But at the same time, she's looking at herself like, I'm flat as a board. Like You're right. 11. It's exactly. okay. Exactly. And so seeing that, and then, you know, then she does, re- then she goes online and she sees like the big booties and, you know, twerking and ass shaking. And then it's like, okay, now every time that they're dancing, because you don't see, you notice there's no other zoom ins in that angle other than when they're dancing. Right. And what's funny is, is when I think about that too, um, I think about how every time that they started dancing, um it wasn't from it was being filmed and conveyed from the eye of a dancer in a music video but it was never being filmed as if it were viewed from the eyes of the audience because have you noticed even in the dance competition when they took away like those different angle panning angles and you saw it where it was just the audience and the audience, you could see it like from the audience view and the girls were just dancing. Mm-hmm. It just looked like girls doing what they see on, like what they see on videos, but it didn't look like the video. The, and that's why the, like you just see it from the audience. You basically just like, what the hell are these kids doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think about that and I'm all like, they're literally living their full music video vixen fantasy. That's what this is. And that could have been, I don't know, a part of some type of like different twist on the dream sequence too. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I th- oh, I definitely felt like it was. A different reality of what's really happening in their mind and what they're doing versus the reality of, nah, this. It's dress. Like, nah, this is cool. Yes. So and I that's think, why I'm. Honestly, I think this movie was brilliant. Cause I, I hate to say it. I thought it was, I thought it was geniusly done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was done well in that sense, right? Yes. And um, I, I think once you analyze it in that sense, I think when you give it a chance um, and you really, and as dancers, I think we can see that and as understanding the social issues that these people are going through, we understand mm-hmm. as well, or we choose to, right? If Because I see how people could look at this movie, but I don't watch it anymore. Because <clears throat> honestly, that's, because I already heard that I was exposed to it through watching the video where someone was discussing it. Mm-hmm. It got brought up. In my head, I'm like, I don't want to watch it. Um, but then I realized I'm not giving it a chance because someone said, oh, they didn't like it. There's pedophilia, all this shit. Right. Um, no, I don't want to see it. But now it's like, I should watch it. At the end of the day, I got I to gotta get my own input on something that you know, try to understand and analyze it before I give it some sort of judgment, you know? Yeah. I'm about to post post on Facebook. I'm about to be like, hey, before you say something about you, watch it. I'm going to say something real controversial. What can you say that about this movie? Oh, I'm going to tell you right now, like, I, I, this, this, 
this episode in itself is already a controversial episode because I'm gonna be very honestly like I'm like going back and thinking about my response to the movie. I liked the movie a lot. I really did. And I liked it because the director and the creator of the movie is a is a black woman from France who had been exposed to this growing up and had only wanted to conceptualize the idea of what it is like to be a black woman in France or a black girl, a little black girl in France growing up in it now. And one of the things that you had said that I thoroughly appreciated, Sierra, was the idea of how shitty it is that little black girls are hypersexualized and that it was something that did not necessarily get a lot of hype on. Like instead the hype was about like the salacious movements that these kids were doing. And I was like, okay, you're talking about salacious movements, but you ain't sitting here talking about the fact that you like the little black girls were hypersexualized. But what I also have to point out is that was the intent of the creator specifically because she said growing up i was hypersexualized as a little girl because i was already developed and to be a, a black girl who was already developed not necessarily fully developed but developed and developed faster than my friends um i'm in a position that you know allows me to speak my truth through this movie and that little black girls in in any um community uh whether it be like in america or it be in france or it be in you know brazil or in africa or anywhere um you're you're always going to be hypersexualized and I, she said, and I did it for that reason in the, in the event that someone would go, this is disgusting, why are you doing that? So that way she could rebuttal and say, well, you've been doing it to us for years. Right. So, and I was, I was gonna ask, like, because especially for you to have like African culture and, and have certain details in there, if you caught it or not, I was like, who was the producer and who, or who's the director, who's the writer of this film? to be able yeah. to feel like, like you said, to have the voice, to be able to kind of have the quote unquote authority to be able to write the story and to tell the story in this in this length. In so, this format. Mm -hmm. So it's, like her, it's pretty much her, her story. Yeah. For, yeah, for, I mean, for lack of a better description, it really is, like it, it is her story. And I also have to say too, because um, I was talking about this with another friend, and basically I was talking about like how I was gonna, how we were gonna do this episode today, and the importance of why this episode needed to happen. Because it was a conversation that I felt like was going to be uncomfortable for some that were that had not watched the movie but had only seen it in the clips. But it was something that needed to be done. And um, what I had said was, I get the discomfort in watching a movie of 11 year old girls pretending to be like they're 18, like, like 18 and over 
in doing these moves that would be considered salacious and, you know, very adult, very risque, even more risque than what would be considered risque at a dance competition. Um, and doing <laughs> these movements, right. Like in doing these movements and, you know, again, not comprehending the fact that they're still 11 years old, even in real life, to which I had also said, I get the problem with that. And I do see the, the concern. And I also get that the concern is, are they at least checking in with these kids as the movie is being filmed mm -hmm. to make sure that they're okay? Mm -hmm. Which from my understanding was the point to, uh, to be sure that it could be done. And that was something that was happening. Uh, like, you know, kids are being checked up on, like, are you okay to film this scene? Are you okay? Is there anything that you are not comfortable with? Or do you want to wait it out a little bit? Like, you know, again, just checking on them. From what I understand, that's what was happening during the filming of this movie, because they're like, where is the adult in here to make sure that they're okay? And the creator was actually the adult in that situation because she understands what it was like to be a part of that situation. So she herself allowed herself to be the adult to these kids to be like, confide in me, let me know if you're okay. Let me know if you're, if you need to stop. Let me know if you need to breathe this out. Let me know if you need me to explain what's happening because I want you to have full understanding of what's going on, why you're doing this and why it's okay for you to paint this portrait to let other people know that it is not okay to paint you in a portrait of you being a child, but hypersexualizing you as an adult. And that was one of the other things that, I, that like, you know, wowed me about this movie as well. But again, there was this whole circumstance of, okay, I get your concerns about using real, like real 11 year olds playing 11 year olds doing 18 year old things. But you're okay with an 18 year old playing a 15 year old having sex with a 20 year old on camera. Thank you, because I was just about to say, you, you were mad at it at one point but it's okay on this other point, like nah. Right, like, then, boo, because, the same well, and again, it's like, but they're but they're of age, so it doesn't, it's, they're of age in real life, so it's okay for them to do it and pretend. It's like, but so then it's know. okay for you. But then I'm like, but then it's okay for you to fetishize the fact that they're teenagers having sex on TV. Yeah, and that's pretty Even much though they're adults. So like all these, all these like high school teen movies that you watched growing up. Oh, yeah. yeah. 90210, yeah. um, grassy, like listen, pretty little. Now I'm looking at myself like I love Mean Girls. But me, oh, Mean Girls. Yeah, like, come I'm on. A, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Uh, not a not not another teenage movie. Yep. Um, uh, what's it called? American Pie. Yep. Like we think about all these different movies where it was adults playing teenagers. Adults watching. Pretending to be teenagers, but you're adults watching actors who- Who were playing teenagers. You are fetishizing the fact that they're teenagers. Yeah. Like what is happening? So I just, I, I never understood that. And then mind you, again, you want to sit here and complain about the safety of these children or whatever. It's like, but then again, you also have to remember that just because 
you don't like it on in real life and filmed in real time doesn't mean that you probably aren't fetishizing about it when it's animated. Yeah, and then you the same thing like you know like American Pie when that one scene where he has that French girl over and she gets like naked and shit. Yeah, that's a teenage girl. She's she is she is in her twenties playing a eighteen year old or a seventeen year old. She's still playing a high school student. I don't give a shit. Yeah. She is playing a high school student and you are sitting here watching her jiggle her titties. Like, I don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't get the, what was the difference? Yeah. Cause you probably would have been like this. Oh wow. She's hot. Yeah. She actually is 17. She's 12. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. come, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I never understood that. I never understood that. So, so yeah. So then I think about, I think about things like that. Like, You'd rather you'd rather use somebody older to play younger and then fetishize about the fact that they're younger, but then you feel weird when the actual age is playing their actual age. Explain that to me. Help me make it make sense. Because you're still probably fetishizing it too anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't under, I don't understand any of that. But regardless, regardless of the fact, um, I do I do believe that the way that this movie was done was brilliant. Again, I love an indie film that can be done very artistically and I love a coming of age story. The fact that I was able to get two in one was a really good mm-hmm. uh, was a really good movie. And I get that a lot of people feel some type of way about it, but I'm gonna be very honest with you. If you feel some type of way about it, it's because of one of two things. You feel some type of way about it because your ass is now being exposed for what you like mm-hmm. or you are so defensive about it because you just found out that your husband or your significant other is into that and you caught them watching it. And now you're trying to protect their secret. And also, if you're mad about pedophilia in this film without even watching it, be mad about when your younger family members come to you and say, an uncle touched me. Have the same type of energy when someone comes to you and say, even be in church, he wanted me to sit on his lap and I don't feel comfortable. When a child says, I feel uncomfortable, listen to what the fuck they have to say. Have mm-hmm. that same energy, boo-boo. And if you don't, then shut your ass up about this goddamn movie. Because right. kids and mind, are mind yelling you, if at you're not- you, screaming in different ways to get your attention, but you are ignoring it for whatever reason is in your mind. Okay? You know why? Because they can't protect themselves at home. Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna sit here and you are gonna be rah 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 about something that you can speak about because you are watching it and it doesn't pertain to your actual life, then you need to get your house in order. Yeah. Or don't watch the movies. For real. Yeah. Watch it. Mouth. Watch it. Because again, I'm telling you right now, the movie was beautifully done. It was. The movie was artistically done. Um. And you know what? I feel like us as artistic people were able to appreciate it. Right. Yeah. And because people and I feel like dancers, writers, poets, you know, artists are able to see things in different lights. Right. Because of the artistry and how our brain works. And so I feel like because we're able to see past the first block or the first facade of what something may be Mm. and being able to see the artistry, see the story that's being told in different ways than just literally telling a story. Right. And so I feel like because we are those type, we are artists ourselves, we're able to notice that and to appreciate it and to see things for what they actually are and mm. not just like the first layer of the draft. You know what I mean? 
Well, and that's another and that's another thing too is that we also have to remember as artists, artists have a different type of compassion for people that regular people don't understand because mm -hmm. their compassion is face value mm -hmm. or our compassion is skin deep. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so I think about I think about like, okay, case in point with how the world started to explode or the dance community started to explode when everybody found out about um, the directors of AOV and their dirty little secrets. And then Jesse Lee Santos and him like, you know, um, fucking around with underage boys and stuff like that. And knowingly like contracting uh, HIV and giving it to these, to these other kids and stuff like that. I, the reason why I'm bringing this up is you have artists that abuse their power and then you have artists that recognize right from wrong at a societal as well as an artistic standard mm. for us as artists we realize the right from wrong from an artistic standard as well as a societal standard because of the fact we have that compassion then you have artists that turn off that compassion because they do their art for selfish reasons. Right. And then they want to be able to collect the accolades mm -hmm. based off of their selfish reasons because they're like, I feel like I deserve it. You don't really deserve shit. You deserve to- Get ass beat. Uh, yeah, you just, you really do just deserve to get your ass beat. And you also deserve to get whatever is coming to you. So hopefully you end up being like boondocks and get annually raped by some prisoner named Bobo. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> with that being said, um, I. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation today. I thoroughly enjoyed this uh, this episode. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, again, if you are somebody who is looking for a movie that's really gonna get you to have a full on conversation about right and wrong and adolescence and adulthood and coming of age, Cuties is a really good movie and I highly recommend it. I know it's gonna make some people feel uncomfortable um, to watch it, but you know what? The best conversations come from the ones where you have to adjust into your discomfort. Mm -hmm. And you'll learn more about yourself and other people and be able to grow from that too. So yeah, watch it y'all. It's a good one. It actually. Yep. Yep. And, and y'all, this is a really good episode and I miss you bitches. So. Yeah. 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 We gotta do a live like, you know, like we did the other that one Sunday, but with everybody. Yeah, that right where I'm at your house and Jasmine, who's down the street, is not at her house, but at your house as well. <laughs> Just bring your mics, and we'll we'll have a little studio set. Honestly, honestly, because yeah, I think I think what'll fix it, and that's another thing too that I'm looking forward to doing is I'm looking forward to finding. So there is an app apparently on the iPad that you can connect to your laptop where it allows you to use your ipad as a soundboard to and a mixer to like help with you know the things that are being recorded and stuff like that so that's something that i'm looking forward into doing my research on too um but yeah uh, th this is as you know there's a, there's a lot of content that you guys are getting that we are still literally learning how to put things out but i do also want to put this out there too um because of where we're at in the year and because christmas time is coming around uh i'm going to actually i'm gonna have us slow down the episodes uh so that way we can prepare ourselves for season two 
<laughs> because we're technically in season one right now. And season one, I do not, I don't need for it to be gone for hella long. So I don't need season one to be like a hundred episodes long. It's like, oh, by the way, it's season two. Like we're not, we're not doing that. But um, I'm thinking like that's that's what we're gonna be doing, and hopefully when we get all of our other shit together, we'll definitely have an opportunity to start filming the podcast and putting it on YouTube. But with all of us in like together, not this Zoom shit because I, I can't. It's yeah. it's not working for me. Um, but um, y'all, great conversation today. Um, any final thoughts before we close out this? Uh, this uh, episode? This was, I just want to say like, and I think like I can speak for all of us about how like being a part of what you want to know is somewhat therapeutic because I think we talk about a lot of things that, you know, is going on in the world, going on with, you know, uh, relatable experiences. Um, and it gives us a way to like get things off of our chest and just speak on certain things and be able to kind of like let it like free our minds a little bit. Um, and then kind of get back to our, our daily our daily rituals or weekly rituals or right not so I mean mm-hmm. we play we cool without both so it's 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 real therapeutic. And so it's good to talk about things that we're going through and things we think and I think that's what um some we forget to kind of like we all we have different mindsets. We think about shit that might be crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're afraid to share them because they're that crazy and some people might not take it as lightly as you know or as welcoming as you would want them to you know right and when then we, uh, we share them with each other it's like oh it wasn't that crazy that yeah. you thought or not, a lot of people are thinking this way and they're just you know like you said scared to talk about it yeah, they're afraid to express it mm-hmm. yeah um i gotta be honest with you um y'all suck no i'm just fine um no i, I gotta be honest <laughs> No, um, no, I no. Honestly, um, I I I have to be transparent about this too because, uh, quite frankly, so when I started when I when I started with this idea, um, I was inspired by a lot of different part uh, podcasters uh, in terms of like the content that they put out, in terms of the way that they have their conversations, um, and I watched a lot of different podcasts. Like I I don't. I will not discriminate against anything that, uh, as long as I know that it sounds good. So like, for example, um, I'll listen to anything from like the black community, the comedian community, uh, community, the LGBTQ community, like, like every community that I feel like has a really good sound uh, and also has a really good platform to really raise awareness about certain topics and issues. Um, uh, even like in the celebrity gossip community, which also, which is funny, it doesn't really, it sounds like it's gossip, but then at the same time, there is a lot of truth to a lot of how the gossip gets portrayed. So like, for example, uh, this will be the moment where I kind of plug like other podcasts in hopes that you guys really do listen and then listen to them because I think they're really like, they are to me like really fucking dope. Um, and I do hope that you do get an opportunity to listen to them. Cause like I said, it's not just about supporting, um, like different podcasts because of the people who do them. It's actually about supporting different podcasts because of the community that they reach out to and try to support. Um, And also make sure that they, you know, give a voice to those communities. So podcasts that I thoroughly enjoy, this one's technically not a podcast, but I still really enjoy it. And I do think that you should. Um, Breakfast Club with Angela, me, Charlamagne the God, and um, 
DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. Like that, that in itself is a really good. Uh, I treat it like a podcast because I am able to listen to it while I'm driving and even like when I'm on my run. So I so I recommend them. Hollywood Unlocked with Jason Lee and DJ uh, Damage. I'm here for the food with Melissa Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, sibling rivalry with uh, Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange. Um, what else? Oh, what's the five six seven eight? Y'all check them out. <laughs> what's the five six seven eight with Jason Lee Ashbaugh and um, and the homie Big Papa Alan Frias? Like, please go support their podcast. Their shit's funny as fuck, and they do talk about a lot of good content. It's also very educational, and the guests that they have on there also bring a lot of education as well, not just within their community as dancers, but also within their community as LGBTQ. Um, I really do think that a lot of these podcasts that are out here are out here trying to serve the community and also trying to work for the culture. So with that being said, please, by all means, go support them. And... um, Again, a lot of the reason why this started was because of podcasts like that and why they exist because they're out here trying to support and um, educate. I also started it because um, with how the pandemic hit and also with our lives kind of going in separate directions in terms of like what we're trying to pursue in our lives, um, I did. I, I, I missed my friends and it felt kind of lonely not having them. So this is the only time that I really get a chance to do this is with them. So um Fuck you, bitches! I love you, and um, I do. Um, I do enjoy doing this every week, and, and when we are all able to be here together, we're ratchet in a hot ass mess, and I wouldn't want to have it any other way. Um, so, <laughs> add one more. Add, add one more sentence. Okay. Black lives matter. Never forget it. Uh, Black that. Lives Matter, and there was never a time where they didn't, just so we're clear. So make sure that they always matter for you, because if they don't, then you ain't fucking shit. So, with that being said, y'all, this is what you want to know, we know a little about a lot. I'm George Falau. I'm Sierra Drew. I'm Jesse Armas. And Black Lives Ladder, Matter, hashtag Breonna Taylor. Peace. So, <laughs> <Like> I- <it. laughs> Peace, y'all.